it is extremely extremely important that when you become your own boss that you have that mindset of creating your own schedule and sticking to it welcome to the real estate monopoly podcast my name is kerwin donis my brothers and i got into real estate investing to achieve financial freedom and help underserved communities in guatemala where our mom is from real estate is the vehicle we're taking to achieve our goals and you can too. On this show, we share the stories of some of the most successful real estate investors to show you that you can succeed in real estate just like they have. Each episode, we deliver inspiring and educational content that will empower you to launch your real estate investing career and achieve your financial goals. Let's go. Pancham Gupta is the host and founder of the Gold Collar Investor Network, a professional real estate fund manager and a co-founder of Mesos Capital which controls over $60 million in assets. He earned a master's from Carnegie Mellon University. Using his engineering background and his 14 years of experience in the fintech industry, he has created systems and successfully built a portfolio which is cash flowing over 10%. He has invested in five different states and internationally. He's passionate about teaching personal finance. He's also a co-founder of the popular multifamily mastermind New York City Group, and has been featured on investment panels, conferences, and podcasts. Pancham and his wife were planning on moving back to India, where he was from, after he finished his education in the United States. However, a major surprise caused them to pivot. Eventually, Pancham found his way to a particular author that pushed him into the real estate industry. In 2009, me and my wife, we actually sold everything except the bed in the in the apartment to go back to India. And then we find out that we were expecting our first kid. And so that changed a lot of things. We said, you know what, it's hard to move during this time. So why don't we get our first uh, born here and then we'll make a decision. And in 2011, decided not to like call this country as our home and, you know, started investing here, read that purple book, actually two of them, The Rich Dad Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant really stuck a chord with me, you know, with Cashflow Quadrant where you have E, S, B and I, you know, employees, self-employed, business owners and investors. Uh, it was an eye-opening for me that people on the left side, they they work for money and people on the right side, they have their money work for them. And people on the left control 10% of the wealth and people on the right control 90% of the wealth. So I made a decision that I want to kind of, you know, uh, move to the right side at that time and started investing in this country, um, bought single family home, then two, then three, four, expanded into five different states. I actually bought two rental properties before I actually bought my own home and uh, slowly realized that it's very hard to scale, very, very hard to scale. Uh, I was working full-time job in New York City in in fintech industry, and it was very time-consuming, a lot of work. Uh, I was taking calls during lunch times and breaks and all that. As the properties went, bigger in number, the number of calls went exponentially higher too. So decided that, you know what, this is not scalable. Um, wanted to find something which is scalable and spent spent a lot of time learning about syndications and, you know, uh, reading uh, 
books and listening to podcast on my commute and all that and in 2017 i actually decided that i want to actually do this not 2017 2015 i decided i want to do this full time and in 2017 made it my goal that i would quit my job uh, and do this full time and 2019 i did it so that's a long and short of it and we can dive into any which any any parts of the story as he started getting into real estate investing Panchim had some limiting beliefs. He was also surrounded by people who were afraid of him quitting his job to focus on real estate and the risks associated with it. The pitfalls around or other fears around real estate, it was all, you know, very common fears that people have around investing. Oh, what if it doesn't work, right? Like I read the books, yeah, in theory it's good, but what if the tenants don't pay? You know, what if I have to evict them? What if you know these certain uh things happen you know our mind is powerful enough to con- you know to make up all these stories all these things that uh flight and fight mode right so that it it comes uh, into your head that all these negative things that can go wrong and then you just have to keep your mind in a positive state that what if you come over all of those things it's like you know it's a race it's a hurdle race right there are hurdles you just have to jump over them and so yeah that was as far as the real estate goes in in terms of the investing but from the mindset point of view it was a really hard struggle for me to uh quit my job that was uh, that's a completely different story we can get into that if you want but the mindset wise that to spend time on something which was not producing so any not even very close uh, percentage of income that i was making at the time uh, people were like against that like my wife uh, my my parents pretty much like you know uh, they were against me quitting but they were also not seeing a lot of benefit of me investing given that i was making really good salary in uh, in in new york city so it was i would say if you ask me to summarize this i would say there's only one thing and that is the mindset like really getting over the mindset was the biggest struggle panchim had success in the single family space he traveled to the properties before he bought them but the time this took began to take a toll on him and panchim sought alternative options within real estate when i was doing single family uh investing right like i mentioned it was great i mean overall it was fine that you know i had properties in five different states and then i used to go there fly into those cities uh, i would never buy anything sight unseen i would uh, go to the comps go look at the neighborhood look at the neighborhood at night and and the houses at night and so all of this took a lot of time right and um once i bought these i had to manage the property manager made sure that you know they are doing what they were supposed to do mm-hmm. and a lot of times i felt that you know things were getting out of control in certain places for example i had a house in ohio where property manager charged a lot more than what it was supposed to be um so so it was uh, you know like constant struggle and i was spending a lot of time during my uh lunch breaks and other breaks during during office hours that that I, I was not doing justice to either one basically yeah. my my job was getting affected and also my 
my this this part of business was getting Im- impacted too right so uh that's why i kind of uh, went away from single family there was one big reason the second big reason was that at the end of the day single family has like the name suggests one one tenant right so if that tenant goes out uh, the 100% vacancy is there and then you have uh, one full roof you have one air conditioner and you have all those things that comes with a single family home but if you have a multi family building it let's say it's a 100 unit building and if you if the one tenant goes out that's 99% occupancy and 1% vacancy right yeah. so uh, you still getting your uh, the money in from those 99 people so i just felt that the scalability and the cost effectiveness of multi family made a lot of sense and that's why it kind of gravitated towards multi family as he began to transition into the multi family space Pancham leveraged the broker relationships he had made in his desired markets. He reached out to the brokers and notified them of the changes in his investment criteria. I was uh, already very connected with brokers in these five places because I had bought I spent a lot of time in these places and you know spent looking at single family homes. So these brokers when I decided I want to do this I told them you know what I'm not looking for single family anymore I'm looking for 10 unit or a 15 unit or a you know 40 unit mm-hmm. uh, buildings and they started sending those to me and we uh, started going to those places and started checking them out and it was uh, for a long time there's a quick story here i you know they sent me a 12 unit building one of my very good broker friends he sent me a 12 unit building in a class a neighborhood of ohio and the school rating was 10 by 10 and we went there i went there to check out the property did the inspections and we went under contract it fell through the contract because we didn't write the uh, you know certain things on the building that came out of the inspection yeah. so we didn't close on that one and then there was another building which was about 40 units same thing happened and this happened like four or five times where we either went under contract or we were very close to that and we couldn't make any of the numbers work mm-hmm. right and then i was like you know what it is uh, there is something wrong it's not the market it's it's something that with 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 our, how we are analyzing or our mindset that we are not able to really take anything to fruition right mm-hmm. because we were like engineers right i don't know if you know engineers we have this yeah. analysis paralysis which uh-huh. is we analyze the thing until we get paralyzed and still don't take action so i i felt that we were in that mode we always felt the market has been going up for last last decade right we were putting an offer on a deal which was a 10 cap for example and uh, we were like oh you know what this should be 11 cap i think we are overpaying and with the benefit of hindsight if you really ask me we would have done good on every single one of those deals if we would have would have bought them so yeah. to answer your question now like how did we break so we actually hired a mentor to really help us guide through our first purchase where you know we had a lot of self doubt that we had to overcome and with the help of that coach we were able to do that Pantham's first syndication deal was in Charlotte North Carolina he came about the off market opportunity from a broker Pantham was in a back and forth negotiation with the sellers of that deal we came about so 
like I mentioned, right, we were started looking to buy properties. So after we we had let go of multiple deals, this one came about because we were in the market and this came out of market to us. Mm-hmm. And um, we initially put in this the asking price on this property, this funny story, even on this one, the asking price was 1.75 million on this deal. And we went in at 1.5. And this was around March mm-hmm. or February. I don't remember the exact time, but early, like winter time. And the they, the, they came back with, you know, 1.7. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, no, we don't want to do it. They were doing a lot of things. They were fire units. They were building them back up and all that. And uh, then we go back to them and we say, okay, 1.7. And they came back to us at 2 million. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like you wanted 1.75. We offered you 1.5 and uh, you came back with 1.7 and we came back to you at 1.7. Now they want 2 million. They're like, yeah, we we didn't anticipate that these units will be up so quick and all that. And we kind of let it go. Um, But fast forward five months uh you know we actually did the deal at two, two million because we saw the improvements that they had done and that, that made sense so that was the deal that we did uh you know there was a lot of lot there to happen the charlotte deal had multiple aspects that needed work and although Pancham spent more on renovations than he had planned he learned a lot from it yeah, we did. We did any deal. Every deal is, is good, right? So uh, has has a problem. So in this deal, we actually had a budget to renovate some of the units. There was one building which had a structural issue uh, that we had to fix. And then there was drainage issues uh, on the building that we had to fix. So we went through our plan. We had budgeted about $50,000 for the structural issues. But we end up spending uh, ended up spending hundred two thousand and five hundred dollars. So that was just about over hundred percent of what we estimated, and uh, that was a huge lesson and you know something that we didn't expect and we had to overcome that hurdle. Then you know on top of that there were that was the biggest issue that we had then there were minor issues like you know there were some tenants who we thought we will be able to get out we were not able to get out but we eventually were able to do it it just took much longer than what we had estimated Mm -hmm. so uh if i were to define all the challenges on the business plan it was mainly everything fell short on what we estimated and we had to overcome that by you know uh just pushing through and and learning along the way. Pancham has a great partner that has helped him build his portfolio. He met his partner at his former place of work. I have uh, one partner, uh, Rajan. His last name is Gupta too, Rajan Gupta, as part of Mises Capital, the company that we own. And um, we, we are not related in any way, but we were we met at a place where we bo- both worked for a very long time I, in the fintech uh, industry in New York City, and uh, we became good friends. And you know, he was investing uh, at the time locally in New Jersey. I was investing uh, remotely uh, in five different states, and we would meet usually during lunch times and and coffee time and coffee breaks, discuss about how it's hard to scale this business up, and we should. Uh, you know, just think about syndication. We started talking, you know, it just connected 
there and we both know each other now for almost 14 years uh, so that's how we met but you know in terms of the skills also there was some uh, synergy there because our skills are very complementary even though we both are engineers we like we both can do all the functions uh, if we want to but there are certain things that i enjoy doing there are certain things that he enjoys doing and they both are very complementary so for example uh, you know i'm more focused on doing the deals which are uh, sorry uh, let's say the deal is closing today everything mm-hmm. that goes before doing the deal i kind of take the lead uh, on that and then he takes the lead on after one once the deal is closed right on the asset management working with the property manager and all that so that's how we have at a very high level divided but it's not cut and dry like that you know we both uh, are usually uh you know aware of what's happening on the other side of the pond and uh, you know can take care of those things on his first capital raise pancham and his partner teamed up to come up with the equity pancham leveraged the friends and family who knew he was involved in real estate so we both actually raised capital from our investor pool uh what happened was before we did our very first multifamily deal we did multiple projects together uh you know there were small flips and you know smaller pro- projects and all these people all this time that we were doing our own deals there were a lot of friends and family who actually knew what we are doing and they wanted to invest money with us and we never said you know that we want to take your money but we when we got into syndications and that th- at that time we reached to all of our friends and family and told them hey is what we are planning on doing here here's how the deals would look like and um, you know we want to kind of you know if we have something would you be interested in investing and every a lot of friends and family said yes and then we had this 70 issue in a deal in colombia that we did not go through for that we had to raise money and we had spoken to every one of the every, every close friends and family of ours and that deal did not go through we were under contract and it fell fell out that was before this 44 unit deal so when we did this 44 unit deal we had these people prepped up they already knew what we were doing and we didn't have much issue as far as raising the capital we raised 781000 for this deal pancham quit his job a few years ago interestingly enough more investors started to reach out to pancham after he quit his job i quit my job in 2019 and it's a uh, little over 2 years now uh, since i quit my job but after quitting my job your question was that how how has the investors taken it and has yes. that helped me right so the answer to that is absolutely yes that we have had expanded we we had certain uh, network of people who were investing with us they were close friends family our our colleagues ex colleagues right and uh, people who were skeptical they were like you know how come these guys are raising capital and they're not even full time right mm-hmm. those people people who were on the sidelines and didn't think that we would quit our job to do this full time mm-hmm. those people started trusting uh, even more when we quit our jobs so um, they they started investing and then slowly we had couple of exits at this 44 unit building we had sold so they started uh, you know people who invested in those deals they started referring it to more people their friends and family and that's how it slowly grew 
Raising more capital than you think you need is important. This might sound obvious, but it can be easy to assume you don't need as much as you do. Pancham has learned from experience that having a surplus of money as a safety cushion is very important because unexpected expenses can always pop up. For that, you know, it just comes with experience, right? That you do any construction project uh, that you want to do, it's very hard to really estimate given the price fluctuates. In the last one year, it has fluctuated a lot. Uh, but it's good to raise more because, you know, it's uh, you have to have that safety cushion, right? It's not like your own deal where, you know, I used to do when I was in single family, we would just spend the money to buy the deal. And then as the uh, as the expenses came about, we would spend the money from our own savings, right? But in multifamily, especially if you're doing syndications, it is very important that every sing single syndication, unless you have a fund, is in, in itself, uh, it's a sandbox, right? That you, you cannot take in, uh, put in the money or take out the money anytime you want, right? You have to have disclosure agreements with your investors and you have to do a capital call if you are running short of funds in that particular syndication. So it's always good to raise additional capital for all the uncertainties that you haven't, you don't know that can come about. Now that Pancham is a full-time entrepreneur, He's faced new challenges as his own boss. He's developed certain habits and practices to keep himself disciplined and on task. I'll tell you that when we are programmed, I mean, this COVID uh, situation may have changed this for many people, but just pre-COVID, right? If you had a full-time job, you would go to, you had certain time that you had to be at your job and you had, there was certain time you would leave and you would come home, there's certain routine for nine to five or, you know, for Monday to Friday that you are following. So if you follow that long enough, you have that schedule, you just, your program, your, your subconscious don't, doesn't even think about things that they just, you just get up, you do your thing, you go get ready, you move and all that, right? So uh, when you quit your job, I'll tell you, this is one thing that I struggled a lot, right? You have to have a schedule, right? Imagine you quit your job. You had this for 14 years and you were doing, going back, going to office, doing your thing, coming back and all that, uh, you know, have dinner, sleep, continue this again and again for 14 years. Now imagine suddenly you wake up one day and you have nowhere to go to and you have no one to tell you what to do and you have no one to report to. Uh, so you have to really figure out what to do, right? So it is extremely, extremely important that when you become your own boss, that you have that mindset of uh, creating your own schedule and sticking to it because it's very, very easy to have your day go by and you're not even knowing it. It's important to identify the high value items you need to check off your to-do list. Pancham lives by a certain code that reflects the importance of having a written checklist and getting through it. The high value items to kind of go over this real quick, there's this pyramid on at the bottom, you have the brown time where you do your laundry or eat your food, go do your grocery and all that stuff. Then you have in the middle, you know, the green time where you're actually really uh, doing some high uh, ROI items, uh, you know, and then on the top, I would say high value items, which is like gold, gold time, 
like you're working out right and you're spending time with your family that's the goal time so i try to be in the green and the golden uh part of the pyramid at the bottom the brown time i try to find help to get that done thus for example before i would edit my own podcast before i would do and uh you know take care of a lot of things on the website and a uh, lot of things that uh, i would say were low dollar activities i would i have since then outsourced all of this and uh, really that has freed up a lot of time over the years and i have now spend time on high dollar value activities right and that's the green time and then i keep my day definitely i spend my mornings i wake up at 4:30 ish every day and uh, i have this routine savers routine which i call very high dollar dollar value activity where i go through this miracle morning books uh, you know savers routine that mm-hmm. that was there to, so i do that in the morning for those of you currently in your 9 to 5 job it can seem like a scary thought to leave it i am in no way advocating for you to do that if you do that's a personal decision but for pancham it was a risk he was willing to take I actually quit my job at the time when my income from this past the from real estate was way way lower than uh what it was from my full time job and also not even enough to meet my expenses so obviously the next question is how did you do it right my answer to that is it's very it was extremely hard for me to quit my job i was at a point where my my family my wife everyone was against it because it was hyping jobs with great benefits and all that and i actually asked my um i actually hired a mindset coach to get over that hurdle get over my own head to to kind of uh, quit my job and there's a funny story there i actually one day i was uh, thinking about this and i decided i want to hire this mindset coach and i go to my wife and i tell her hey uh, you know what i have decided to hire a mindset coach to help me quit my job she was like uh, do what i was like no to quit my job and she was like why do you have to pay someone to quit a quit your job why don't you just go quit right why do you have to pay someone and tell you how to not make money i was like you know what i wish it was that simple but it was um, uh, you know i'm i'm struggling myself so i actually hired someone to get myself out of my own head mm-hmm. so that i can quit my job uh, because i was really passionate about real estate the idea at that time was that i would make this work uh, you know at least i'm doing something that i'm passionate about i would ask every day this question to myself when i was commuting that uh, when am i when i'm 50 years old would i be doing this uh, do i want to do this every day right at the age of 50 the answer to that was no so mm-hmm. then the next question is why am i doing it right now pension burnt the bridges when he left the safety of his job to pursue real estate full time he even got a mindset coach who helped him quit i think the top lesson was that you really have to follow your passion and when you're true to yourself and you're disciplined enough and you follow something with uh, with true passion then you know things start to the universe starts to make this happen and it may sound very very philosophical but i would tell you that this is absolutely true i'll give you an analogy let's say you want to go you know 100 miles and it's a foggy day you won't see the 100 miles right away right you would 
you would uh, go 10 feet and then you will see the next 10 feet you will go 10 feet and then you'll see the first, the next 10 feet so and slowly you would cover 100 miles it may take you long time but you would cover it right you would not be able to see everything the day you are planning on quitting so the biggest lesson is really the things will show up in your life uh, if you are true to yourself and you're disciplined enough According to Pancham, multifamily will be the hardest hit asset class during the next tax assessment cycle. Tax assessments play a critical role in investing, and for multifamily investors, it's important to understand what changes might be coming. The next, uh, you know, the tax assessment is so critical and uh, it's so important. And I, I know a lot of people pay attention to it, but many people don't don't do that. So it is very very specific to the county and the city and the state where you're buying your property. So if you're buying it in Florida or Texas, they are point of sale states uh, and counties where, you know, you buy your property, the tax on those properties will go up the next year because, uh, and it will get assessed at the value which you bought it at, unless there are certain exemptions built in that you can apply for. And then there are certain states like North Carolina or you know, counties within North Carolina where uh, the tax would not go up until the next reassessment uh, happens on the entire uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, county. So if you have some counties have eight-year cycle. Most counties have four-year cycle now in North Carolina. So it is very, very critical to understand that because your numbers can do make or break based on that assessment mm-hmm. when that happens. So, for example, if you buy a property where the tax assessment is not for next three years, but that's, those three years could be good enough time for you to implement your business plan, then that might be completely okay for you. But if that you know, execution of the business plan that takes about two years and the assessment happens in six months, then you're like, uh, you know, you have to really take that into account uh, while you're underwriting your deals. Throughout his real estate career, Pancham has learned the importance of investing in a mentor. He understands how valuable it is to have someone whose past experiences and mistakes you can learn from. Yeah, so the major... uh, major lesson uh, that I have had is that you have to follow the path you should hire if you, if there is something that as engineer as an engineer myself I feel that I can figure anything out uh, myself right because that's how engineers are built but it may take me a long time to figure those things out but if you have people who have done this before I would want to follow their lead and pick their brain and they may save you and millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars to in mistakes that you would otherwise make and uh, knowing that you don't know certain things right you, everyone doesn't know everything so my biggest lesson is that if there is anything that you're trying to do in real estate especially always go pick pick brain from someone who's done it before and so that's my my biggest lesson for pancham success is reflected in how happy the people he impacts through real estate are by prioritizing his residents and investors, he scaled his portfolio successfully. The way we define a success is really the uh, how, how happy our residents are on our communities, how happy our, our staff is, and how happy our investors are. And uh, and then, you know, on, on those things, I think we, we have been growing quite fast. And I, I would say that we 
so far we've done good we had one deal which did not go as expected we, we it's coming back now but covid had through a monkey wrench but other than that like most of our deals have done great so in terms of the size that we are close to um, you know 125 million dollars of assets under management and we have uh, you know another deal potentially going under contract in next one week that will take that number to uh, you know 200 million Moving forward, Pancham is focused on continuing to serve his investors and residents. His approach is community-centered, and through real estate, he's helping others achieve financial freedom. So our vision for our business is to really, you know, add more and more value to our investors and like I said, our residents and and uh and and uh and the staff that's working for us and you know, the goal at the end of the day is to build better communities and our purpose is that to uh create uh multiple cash flow streams for the investors and minimize taxes and really create the generational wealth and time freedom follow your passion is cliche but it's good advice panchen believes that finding your passion educating yourself and taking action is the formula to success I would say uh, I'm going to repeat the same thing just uh, you know uh, follow your passion and whatever that is pick up a book on that subject pick up a podcast if it's a real estate you know listen to Kirvin uh, and podcasts like yours uh, that who who are teaching you from their experience and learn get educated and just go do it If you want to learn more about Pancham go here They can connect me on LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm on. I have a podcast too. It's called the Gold Collar Investor Podcast, and I, you know, I have put out a, a report which talks about top six reasons to diversify outside of Wall Street, and also what are all the different kinds of alternatives that you can diversify into. So, if you want that, uh, you can go to thegoldcollarinvestor.com/forward/slash/download. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate Monopoly podcast. If you got value from this episode, please do us a favor and give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Make sure to visit our website at www.donisinvestmentgroup.com/monopoly, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you'll never miss a show. If you want to avoid the top 5 mistakes passive investors make, you can also check out our free ebook by going to www.donisinvestmentgroup.com and downloading it. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. Until then, take care guys. Mm-hmm.